Welcome back to our listeners. You are tuning in to another session of our 15-minute reset. I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, we have with us Deborah Covell-Fletcher, author and coach. Our reset topic today is responding with resilience when faced with unmet expectations or life-altering events. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. When I saw your topic title and we kind of chatted here for a second in the green room, you're like, well, that kind of covers what everybody needs all the time. Something is always going on, but it's, and I I suggested, yeah, but it's how we respond, right? Um, I I have, I'm, I'm going through a lot of life changes right now. Like I just moved and started a new job and everything. And I've, I've been kind of peak stress this last week and I've, I've really been taking that into account. It's how I respond to that stress. I know I will work through these issues. I know it's one day at a time, but it's how I respond to it. Right. I can sit and have a meltdown. <laughs> I can map it out or I can just take those deep breaths. So guess what I decided to do tomorrow? I'm booking a facial. <laughs> You know, you just need that moment. So Deborah, yeah. tell us a little bit about you. Well, that well, just to respond to what you know, what you're going through. And it's it's um it's natural and normal to have emotions around change. Often these are negative emotions that we have around any change, even if it's a positive change, because as humans we don't we don't like change. So we will still have those emotions. We will, you know, you might shed a couple of tears. That's okay. But it's just, as you say, you know, recognizing what is going on and really recognizing those emotions and moving through them and taking steps to help yourself through those emotions, right? That's what I found so interesting about my journey. So I did write a book about it and I had been told by a few people that I, that I should or could because I'm a storyteller and I tend to make my stories humorous, even in the most dire circumstances. But the big thing that really put a wrench in sort of my life plan, again, as happens to all of us, was that when I gave birth to my daughters almost 24 years ago, yeah, we're just three weeks shy of their 24th birthday, one was born with severe disabilities. So she had a, a birth injury and she has cerebral palsy. She's nonverbal. She's incontinent. She has no finer gross motor skills. She eats through a G-tube. She's in a wheelchair and she's also pure joy. Uh, but as you can imagine, that was a pretty traumatic turn of events and something that I was completely unprepared for. I think as most people would be. And I had to come to terms with how do I move through this? My grief was mostly for her. And of course, the irony is that she has a very happy, wonderful life that we have ensured that she has, that she has experienced. And what was really interesting for me was I had a role model for modeling responding to grief. And that was my dad, who at age 46 had had a heart attack and a stroke, which were quite debilitating. And he was unable to continue in his career. And he lived for another, he lived to be 82, lived the rest of his life with positivity, 
gratitude and this amazing attitude, which I found quite admirable considering that his life as he knew it was over. You know, he couldn't continue into in on in his career and he was really felt, he must've felt very isolated at the time, not part of society, you know? When I had my daughters, I thought, okay, I've got to find it in myself. Those first couple of years, as you can imagine, were, were pretty difficult. I was grief stricken, sleep deprived, um, and had that new mummy brain, you know? I remember that one of the most challenging things for me was to see new moms with their perfect babies, you know, because my daughter was quite challenging in that she pretty much cried 24 hours a day. Well, those hours that she was awake anyway. And I had to hold her, basically held her for the first 16 years of her life. But, um, but back then it was really challenging. And there was one particular circumstance that really got me. I live in a really family, family, I guess, oriented neighborhood. There's just lots of, lots of people with kids. And I would be pushing my double stroller down the sidewalk with my babies in it. And if I saw another double stroller approaching me from the other direction, I always had to look. And often it was siblings, you know, side by side, maybe a one and a three-year-old, what have you. But if there was a set of tw twins in there, then I you know, took this imaginary knife and just held it at my heart, right? And if it was a set of twin girls, then I pushed that knife in a little bit more. And if it was a set of healthy, identical twin girls, mine are identical, then I just plunged that knife right in. And I just let the pain wash over me. You know, we, upon reflection, we do this to ourselves. We we, it's not that we seek out pain, but we are kind of drawn to it. You know, we'll poke a sore tooth with our tongue or we'll, we'll do things to ourselves that aren't always in our own best interest, you know? So I had to look in those strollers. I, 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 I needed to look in those strollers. So one day my girls were maybe around three years old. I'm walking down the sidewalk, pushing them in the double stroller. I see a double stroller coming from the other direction and a voice inside my head said, just don't look. And it was my voice, but it was just this realization that I had. So the stroller passed me. I didn't look in the stroller. I don't know if there were twins in there or not. And it just doesn't matter. And I remember smiling to myself and even laughing out loud and realizing, wow, I've had this power all along, right? I don't have to revisit those painful moments. None of us do. We move from those early stages of grief and then we start to be able to, I believe, have some control on what we focus on. And so that was a huge aha moment for me. And I have used that just don't look many, many times throughout my life, not just in relation to my daughters, but in relation to any challenge or difficulty or expectations that aren't met. You know, I lose a client in my business, whatever it is, I can choose to focus on that, the loss, or I can feel all those feels and move forward. 
And it's not about moving on and forgetting, but it is moving forward and choosing to focus on those things that bring me a sense of appreciation and, and gratitude. And looking back, I really do believe that that's what my father was doing. I had a conversation with him and um, specifically about his golf game and how that relates to life. And he said, yeah, I just, every time I putt, I just believe that it's going to go in the hole. And it usually did for him. So, so it works. <laughs> wow. Um, this conversation went extremely deep and I have to tell you, I feel like my little facial story was very shallow. No, um, no, it, no, as, no, no, not at all. no, because I mean, as a mom, I mean, I've been tearing up, you know, and talking to, and I think you are brave and amazing and how incredible is it to hold your daughter every day until they're about 16 i mean i think of those things too you know the bond right um and what right. you've chosen to do with it and i appreciate that story of just don't look because i mean i was having i had dinner with a girlfriend of mine last night and again i mentioned you know I just moved. That's stressful. Started a new full-time job after being only solo entrepreneur for 15 years. I've also, you know, COVID really damaged a lot of my business. And while I'm yeah. still hanging on to my like passion projects and some of my business, it required me going back to work full-time and I'm just doing all of the juggling. And while I'm making it work every day feels like this huge tasking list. And I was talking to my, my girlfriend last night and I was just like, you know, I know I'm going to get through this and I'm going to push, push, push forward, but I, I am having a really hard time. And, and the reason why I shared this with her, is she is so good with me on reframing things all the time. I just knew all mm -hmm. I had to do was dump on her <laughs> and she'd, <laughs> and she'd have me she puts it in perspective, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I had to do the dump and, and she gave me the response I needed to hear. And, you know, today is a new day. And um, yes. that's why I like these 15 minute resets. I feel like we all need to kind of reset our mindset or patterns to get the more optimal outcome. And I've also been listening yeah. to a lot of audiobooks. And of course, I listen to our radio station when I'm in the car because I love listening to other women's experiences that really put some things into major perspective. And this just don't look, I mean, that resonates for me more professionally right now. Um, I've spent a lot of time out in the field and giving proposals and setting up conversations and appointments. And, and some of those have not closed the way I had hoped. And part of my reframing it with my friend last night was, well, you're new. Look at those as practices. Yeah. The next ones are going to speed along and you're going to nail it. And you're, exactly. you know, they weren't the right fit long-term client. Maybe you have to look at it that way. Sometimes when you have that, that loss, it wasn't the right fit. Right. You know, exactly. that doesn't necessarily fall along with, with your pattern but maybe you were meant, you know, to be that mom, you know, that person share your story, willing to share the, have the conversation and share your voice because so many people, they may have those experiences that they may deem unfortunate or spin it and look at the fortune of, you mentioned that she has a beautiful life and you've made sure of that. 
What an amazing example you are also to your other daughter and to the rest of your family. Well, it's, it is funny. And I mean, um, this, thank you for all of that. And, and you're very kind. And, you know, I certainly stumbled through, um, they're, they're now 24. So, you know, I've, I've had a lot of, a lot of time to, to learn myself and, and those lessons that I learned, I learned with the help of other people. I learned from her for sure. I learned from her sister and learned from watching my father as well. And I, and, and friends, you know, we all like you, you talked to your girlfriend last night. We all go through these kinds of disappointments, setbacks, failures, you know, lost expectations all the time. And I apply everything that I've learned to every aspect of my life, you know, whether, whether it's in business or in other areas of my personal life, I, I apply the lessons that I've learned from her and, you know, everything from reframing and, and, and looking at the story in the broader perspective or bringing humor into the story of whatever experience, you know, all of those, all of those tactics and strategies that I've learned, anyone can use. It's they're they're universal, I think, skills and and tools that perhaps we aren't born with. And when you think about resilience, it's something that can be learned. And it's a choice. Right. You, and you choose to do it. Absolutely. Like exactly. I said, I mean, so I chose to have a pity party last night. Yep. And, <laughs> and that's I chose what you to, do. Yeah. And it was but it was intentional. I didn't sit home and yep. you know, eat chocolate and popcorn and watch movies all night. I chose to go talk to a friend that I knew would kind of, you know, put me back on track. She's 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 great at that. And we do it for each other. We certainly do it for each other. And you know, that was my one hour pity party over a cocktail <laughs> and dinner and seeing a nice friend. But it's yes. how you choose to respond to these. You know, it is the- exactly. And you know, the pity party is all part of it. You know, I have many a pity party. I, I, it's funny last night I uh, ate a big bag of chips and um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was, it was, you know, in response to actually, it was a wonderful day yesterday. My daughter, Emma graduated from a master's program. And so it was a wonderful day full of celebrating her and, her sister Quinn and I were there and we got really good seats because you get the accessible seats, right? When you're in a wheelchair. So we had the best seats in the house. So that's positive. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it was a, a wonderful day. And then I do always, I can't help it. I have that moment of, but there's just one of them that's graduating with her master's. Right. And I, and I just allow myself that little, it's okay. It's still okay to feel that, little speck of sadness along with this absolutely joy and pride filled day because that's life and life is really a series of moments as we know it's not you know there's no happily ever after it's not that you go through struggles and challenges and then finally you reach this level where you are purely and utterly happy and you'll be that way forever that's not what it's all about, right? So it's about these 
moments of joy. And sure, there's going to be moments of sadness as well. But for me, it's about really, really appreciating those moments of joy, like really reveling in them and really feeling that gratitude and then acknowledging those sad moments and eating the bag of chips or eating the chocolate bar and, and or candy bar. And it, and that's okay too, you know, or it's okay to call a friend and, and vent and, and feel those feels because we are a bunch of emotions as humans, you know, there's all kinds of emotions that happen throughout our day. If we were to jot them all down and map them out, we'd think, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? You know, because it's actually pretty, <laughs> we're on sort of mini roller coasters all day, right? Um, but it is about, about looking at it and gaining that perspective and understanding that life isn't supposed to be fair. It's not supposed to be happily ever after. It is about appreciating those. And, you know, like you say, that, that decision and that choice to find that perspective and your response to it that was your word which which i that really resonates with me it's your response to those to those challenges with the the skills and the tools that that you have and if you wait for that ha happily ever after you're never going to be satisfied right True. you're you're just it's just not going to happen so how you respond leads to your satisfaction absolutely life. i mean yeah. don't don't we want to be generally happy people with sprinkles of challenges because when we rise to them it makes us better and stronger and those teachers and have that compassion that's it exactly and that's what builds resilience is is the way that we respond to those challenging moments Exactly. You're going to be in my head all day, how I respond to everything. And I've said many times on this show, this is always like, I need to change my podcast shows to Lori's 15 minutes of therapy. <laughs> I always have the most amazing takeaway. And it seems always so timely with something that's going on in my life. That's and, so funny. Yeah. Right. And it's really all about, because last night, like I said, I was really struggling with, um, I love my new job, but I'm struggling. Like I'm a, I'm a closer, you know, I'm used to being like top salesperson in my previous life, you know, my pre previous job. And it's like, but I'm not that person yet, you know? So I'm, ha I'm struggling yeah. with my identity. What? I'm not closing everything. I'm not, you know, the magic salesperson and I'm not, you know, top of the leaderboard. So I'm struggling with my own identity, not so much the process. I need to kind of respond to myself differently and give myself a little grace Yes. I'm in a new field in media. I'm I work in uh television advertising. So a lot of this is new with streaming and you know, search retargeting and blah, 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 blah. I can go on. So it's all things we do, but you know, explaining it in detail to other people, I need to give myself grace. I am learning and I have an amazing team supporting me, which is incredible. And that's not always everybody's case at work. Right. Um, and when you go from a solo entrepreneur where you're very independent and you don't have any team, that's a big shift. So I'm very, very grateful. Um, I'm being a little hard on myself because I expect myself to be here already and I'm exactly. not, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, there is a certain amount of grief in having our, you know, our version of ourselves change and, mm -hmm. and our own identity, you know, it's like um, when a friend of mine 
eventually lost both parents, a lot of her grief was around her identity as a daughter. You know, she was no one's daughter anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so that that was just an interesting sort of subtle take on on that. And I had to self-identify as a special needs mom. I'm air quoting here because that was not a role that I knew anything about, had expected, and so on and so forth. And and I think that part of of going through change is embracing that new role, embracing that new version of ourselves. And as you say, giving ourselves grace to learn and, and catch up. Because when we look in the mirror and we see someone different looking back, it is a real jolt. And so when we go through those kinds of changes, we have to get used to our own selves changing. And and there's that period of transition where we're going to experience a lot of those kinds of pushback emotions. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to change. I don't want to be this. I want to be that successful salesperson. You know, I just wanted to be a regular mom, but that's, for me, never going to happen, you know, and I embraced it eventually becoming an advocate and, and sitting on the special education advisory committee to my city's school board, which is the second largest school board in North America. So I did a lot of advocacy for kids with physical disabilities. And so that's where I sort of channeled my my new identity but that took a long time i mean i didn't do that till she was a teenager so it's it is all about helping yourself and managing your own emotions as you go through change and understanding that you're going to feel lost you're going to feel that sense of purposelessness perhaps or just that this doesn't feel right this isn't me but it is you and it's going to be you and it's going to feel more normal again, you know, and you brought up COVID. And I think that with the pandemic, we all collectively have gone through massive grief and we lost the way our lives were. We lost so many things about what our lives used to be, you know, business, financially, socially, everything. And we're all just getting through it emotionally. And some people get through it better than others and and those people that have those resilience abilities and and skills get through those kinds of things with less perhaps permanent upheaval than other people i think you also nailed it when you said something about you know experiencing the grief of who i am i think you're exactly right when i'm when referring back to my professional situation you know, yeah. how I've care- how I've evolved. I mean, I actually have been told I got this job because of my entrepreneurial skills. So, right. you know, that's right. incredible, but I'm also kind of letting go of some of that. And the last time I worked for somebody, you know, I was, yeah, top salesperson. And while I'm being told this is still happening, I'm so hard on myself. And it is about that process, looking in the mirror and seeing yourself in a different space. Just like how we age, especially as women, you know, (laughs) things don't sit all in the same places that they used to. And and it's your response to that part of your journey. 
Yes, exactly. So whatever your journey is to our listeners, it's your response and, you know, of, of how you go through this and accepting that role that's been bestowed upon you right. and working through it the best way possible. So I thank you so much for joining us today. Real quick, um, you're an author and coach. Tell us the best way to find you and, and what's the name of your book? My book is called Finding Your Hay, and that's H-E-Y, embracing, you know, those kinds of challenges. But the, the, the answer to what the title means is within the book. I won't go into it. Uh, but that's the title of the book. You could find me at DebraCoval.com. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. And you've been tuning in to another 15-Minute Reset.